Welcome back to the Michigan Business Beat, brought to you on the Michigan Business Network. Chris Holman here, and we're coming to you from our studios at the Lansing Regional International Airport. And we're going to kind of stay in mid-Michigan right now. We're going to spend a little time with Laura Oppel, and she is with the Michigan Health and Hospital Association. She's the Executive Vice President of Government Relations and Public Policy. And my first thought is, that's a very confusing place to be, Laura, but... (laughs) Welcome to the show. It's good to have you here. Thank you. Hey, let's talk a little bit about some new legislation amending the state's auto no-fault no law. I understand that MHA is very much in favor of this. Absolutely. You know, I want to say first that the focus of Michigan hospitals is always on people who've experienced auto accidents and survived them. And our hospitals want to make sure that they have the resources necessary to care for those same people throughout their recovery. And that means from the time that they might need an emergency department to the post-acute services that some people need for literally decades. These reforms, you know, we need them now because just over four years ago, the legislature changed what was a very successful law to take care of people after auto accidents they made some changes. We knew at the time that there would be some concerns. And we always knew that we would need what we considered a trailer bill, trailer legislation, something to come back and say, we didn't get it perfect. And Senate bills 530 and 531, that's the legislation that's in front of the Michigan State Senate now. You know, it's kind of interesting because this happens quite a bit, as you know, in the passage of legislation. And unforeseen consequences or misinterpretation of, I think the law went in with all good intent, Mm -hmm. left some holes, and it certainly did. So what have been the challenges to hospitals since this reform? So one of the things that this legislation does is it will change the reimbursement for all hospitals to 250% of what Medicare pays for the same set of services. And you might ask me, well, what does it do now? And right now, we have a mirage of rates that hospitals are paid. And it started at one set of rates when the law took effect in 2021. It was signed into law in 2019, but these rate changes didn't happen until 2021. And some hospitals started at 220% and moved down. And some hospitals started at 250% and stayed there. Some hospitals are now at 190% of Medicare. And all of that happened at the same time that costs for hospitals have risen dramatically. And you've seen that in the news because labor has become remarkably short. Supplies are increasing in cost dramatically. Pharmaceuticals are the second highest expense for hospitals as well. So it's a time of rising costs and it's a time of shrinking reimbursement. So we think the smartest thing to do is to create parity among all hospitals and just have everybody paid at 250% of Medicare and it will be an easier structure and it will be something that preserves care for all of the patients who need it. Yeah, it's very timely, of course, because uh, eight years ago in our Michigan Future Business Index, we found healthcare costs were up in the top three. And 
Then it went away for quite a while, but it is back now. It is in the top five. So we know that's hitting businesses. So with that, why should business owners monitor this legislation? So whenever one area doesn't pay its fair share of healthcare costs, that pops out in someone else's insurance rates. We want to make sure that everyone is supporting our trauma services. We want to make sure that everyone is supporting our post-acute services. We want to make sure that everyone is supporting the follow-up services that patients need. And that includes our no-fault and carriers, the same way that includes our Medicaid system, as well as our employer-based coverage. So in this time of rising costs and shortage of people, which leads, by the way, to wage inflation, have any hospitals or health systems reduced or closed their services? Indeed. We've actually seen the closure of Kelsey Hospital just lately. That's one of the Corwell hospitals. And over in Sturgis, that hospital has become what's called a rural emergency hospital. They've ended all of their inpatient services and are now doing emergency-only services as well as outpatient services. So we've got about a half minute left. What's the status of the bills? These bills are in the Senate Commerce, Insurance, and Consumer Committee, and hearings are being held this week. There was a hearing last week, and I imagine there might be another hearing next week before it gets reported out. We expect the Senate to take these bills up maybe before the end of November. We'll keep on it because this is a necessary reform. Laura Oppel, Michigan Health and Hospital Association, Executive Vice President of Government Relations and Public Policy. Thanks for being our watchdog in that area. We appreciate it. And thanks for your time today. Thank you so much for hosting me. We really appreciate it. Listening to Michigan Business Beat on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Chris Holman. We'll be back with more.